0: Thank you. for me what did i do to deserve this kind of love what did i do to see that your right and what did i do to
1: deserve this kind of love
0: and God said in that when we were yet sinners had no anointing, when we had no faith, when we had no grace, when we had no pride, okay. nothing to make us proud. Okay. No car, nothing. Okay. Not Have you asked yourself that question? What did you do to deserve this kind of? Whenever you want, lift up your hands and begin a blessing. It's good to dance, it's good to jump around, but sometimes it's, it's good to reflect in one minute just begin to think about all the things God has done.
2: you came to serve if it's that same God I came to serve can you lift up your hands and open up your mouth and begin to blast in other tongues I wish I could hear people
3: It's another awesome moment in God's presence. Good evening everyone. Thank you, Lord, for we are yours. We are yours. Thank you, Father. I trust everyone had a good day. All right, very quick. Let's do this very fast. We thank God. We thank God. We give God praise. Everyone say, Father, in the name of Jesus, tonight I thank you for giving me a beautiful day. Thank you for ordering my steps. Thank you for your grace and your mercies thank you for preserving me today thank you for providing me today thank you for health thank you for life go ahead and give him praise in the moment go ahead and give him praise in the moment thank you thank you thank you we thank you lord we thank you lord we thank you lord we thank you lord, we thank you, lord. Thank you Lord Thank you Lord Rasa ele ladhas valadish kadhasis Father we thank you Father we thank you we give you praise we give you praise thank you you gave my mother a good day. Thank you, you gave my father a good day. We didn't hear bad news today. Thank you for everyone connected to me. We didn't hear bad news today. Ravana Shatagadiza houses. Oh, Kavalika houses. Kilomondi vagasis. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus, we adore you Lord, we adore you Lord, we reverence you Lord, in Jesus mighty name I pray. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Gata Batash Kativas, condevil leaders, thank you, Lord. Everyone say with me. Please make sure you your, your amount is open. That is where your power is. Your power is in your words. Say with me, Father, in the name of Jesus. I decree and I declare right now: whatever demonic activity that followed me today. I cancel it now. Say whatever demonic activity that followed me today, I cancel it now. I put an end to your presence in my life. I put an end to your works in my life. Say every disappointment, every shame, every struggle, promise and fail that followed me today, I cancel you now. You will not follow me into another day in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say I declare, I declare that every activity of angels, every activity of the Holy Spirit, you will not leave me. Become permanent in my life. Become permanent in my life. Become permanent in my life. So the favor of God, divine acceptance, breakthrough, increase, testimonies become permanent in my life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So I decree and I declare, say I decree and I declare as my today is better than my yesterday so shall my tomorrow be glorious than my today says my today is better than my yesterday so shall my tomorrow be glorious than my today in the name of jesus father we thank you Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Lord, tonight we say thank you. We ask that the heavens be open to us. Our hearts be open to receive the best of you. Our hearts be open to receive the best of you. We pray and we ask for blessings unusual. Whatever that is ours tonight, may we not miss it. It will not go to another. We grab it, we receive it, we lay hold on them. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, mighty Father. In Jesus' powerful name, we pray. If you're online, let me see your amen amen and amen and amen and amen and amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. All right, I want to run through a part of a part of scripture and a word that has been in my heart since morning. Let's run through it in a moment as we come into prayer. Are you ready to flow? Are you ready to flow? Are you ready to flow? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right, give me Proverbs 18, 21. Proverbs 18, verse 21. Yakuza Vahasis. Tanakuta Vahasis. Shadibra Danasis. Oh, Tamana death and life please do me a favor i would love somebody gets me a different version i should proceed not on this scripture other scriptures all right if i can have an nlt somebody giving me nlt somebody giving me tpt so that we can flow i want to just teach a bit before we proceed He said, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. NIV is very close. The tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. So what the scripture is saying is not that they will eat the fruit of death and life. The scripture is, can I get a, a, a lighter version? Okay, let me try and get, can we get a lighter version? The scripture is simply saying, if I can get amplified, NLT, TPT, the scripture is simply saying that death, that life is in your tongue, what you choose. All right, all right message you okay words key words give life they are either poisonous or fruits you choose all right so it's not saying you should eat the fruit of no it is saying that the one you choose so look at what he's saying now death is in your mouth life is in your mouth so how do you choose by what you say if you speak death you've chosen death without prayer point If you speak life, you've chosen life without a prayer point. So you don't need a special prophecy or fasting or anything. Just by the words that you've said, you've already made a choice. All right. So it is saying that by the, what you say determines the fruit you eat. Okay? What you say. So if you speak the things that will bring life, you will eat the fruit of life. If you speak the things that will bring death, nobody need to command death for you again. In fact at this moment now let me let me simply let me try and simplify this for you if you keep eating the fruits of life even when somebody wants to kill you it will be difficult for you to die okay you keep declaring i shall not die but live i shall not die but live i shall not die no one can kill me i have eternal life i will live long I will. you keep speaking it not out of fear not out of panic, but out of confidence and revelation from God's word. When somebody fire premature death at you, it is difficult for it to get at you. Because the words you are saying, what happens is, the words you are saying are spirits. They begin to release angels. The words you are saying begin to activate angels. You begin to build um, certain kind of bulwarks, you begin to build certain kind of walls and shield against death. So when death comes, try to confront you, the words you have spoken, will stand and say, she said she will not die. He said he will not die. And yes, will stand and said, he said they will not die. She said she will not die. So for that person to die, it will not be easy. But if the same person keeps saying, ah, I'm tired of this life. I'm suffering. I don't know what's going on. I'm not sure I will live long. The one I'm feeling there, I feel like dying. I feel like one small demonic arrow, one small satanic arrow will take the life of the person. And even saving the person's life will be difficult. That at that moment, this is why some persons don't get answers to prayer. You will pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. and pray. So not knowing that they have used the amount to kill themselves for a long time. So when I come before some people and I discern that they have been using their mouth to say things contrary to what they are looking for, what I do, I make them now make a new confession. If I pray for them, I make them make a confession. So say it with me. Declare with me. Declare, go ahead and declare it. Go ahead and declare. I allow them to use their mouth to reverse what they have said. Because the moment you kill yourself with your mouth, nobody can save you. Not even your pastor. Nobody can save you. Nobody can save you. Your mouth is a gate. Your mouth is a gate. So the life and death is in your tongue. It's said you choose. So what you say determines what happens. Tonight we are talking on the power of choice. Tonight, I'm talking on the power of choice. The power of choice. If you can hear me type it on your screen, the power of choice. The power of choice. I'm counting those who are typing. That's how we know those who are, who are online. Okay, Heidi has. Mrs. Sika has. Mercy has. Portia has. Mrs. Peace. Francisca, Mr. Solomon. Unis, Filomena, um, Italiano, Nana, Abba, Quindela, Shine, Justine. All right, I've seen all of you. Faster, what I cannot finish. I've seen, I've seen all the comments. The power of choice. Pay attention right now pay attention right now. I'm going to be saying striking things that if you keep at heart, if you keep at heart, certain things are going to shift for you. If you keep them at heart, certain things are going to just shift in your life. Now listen to me. Your your choice and decision is in the same level with your prayer. Your choices and your decisions is in the same level with your prayer. No matter how you pray, if you decide wrongly, you will still fail. No matter how you pray, if you keep making the wrong choices and decisions, you will still fail. What your prayer do is actually to help you make the right choice. That is one of the force of prayer. Prayer does not come to just force things on you, know. Prayer comes to help you make the right choice. So prayer and your choices and decisions are in the same level. They are in the same kidda So if you pray right and make wrong decisions, you will fail. If you pray wrong, it is difficult for you to make right decisions. So they work hand in hand. They are in the same class they are on the same level everything about our life hundred percent is tied to our choices and decisions everything about our life hundred percent not fifty not eighty everything about our life hundred percent is tied to our choice and decisions this began as far as creation from the Garden of Eden, Genesis chapter 2, verse 16 to 17. We're going to get a clear point from that scripture. Genesis chapter 2, 16 and 17. From that, let me post a scripture. From that scripture, the Bible stated to us that when God finished making um, the trees, the fish, everything, he made Adam, put him in the garden, then he brought on a choice. The Bible said he made a tree, all right? And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden, thou mayest eat freely. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Now, there is something here that if you don't read scripture with understanding, you're going to miss up this thing. Number one, the word command means a sure instruction. All right? If I say I give you command, that means there is no choice. If I say I command you, that means there is no choice. I say, okay, everybody, you are going to pray. That is the command. If you don't pray, you will be in trouble. Command is a force. It's an authoritative word. But God said, I command you that you should not eat this tree. If you eat, the day you eat it, you will die. So God still left them with a choice. All right? God still left them with a choice. So you will decide, I give you a command not to eat to, but you will decide to eat it or not. He would have removed the alternative if it was truly a command. So one of the things God did from Genesis was at the moment God created man, he left man with the power of choice. And that is one of the greatest gifts God gave to man and one of the most dangerous gifts also God gave to man because we can choose wrongly. So let me ask a popular question people have been asking. So did God know that Adam would eat of the tree that would have killed him? Yes, God knew. So why didn't God interfere? Because he already gave Adam choice. Tomorrow is Tuesday. Is God aware somebody's going to die tomorrow by where the person will go to? Yes. So why is God not stopping the person? Because God has given the person the power of choice. Is God aware someone is going to sin tomorrow? Yes. So why is God not stopping the person? Because God already gave the person the power of choice. So God has given you the power of choice. There are things He will not interfere in your life. Except you come to him, involve him by prayer, by Bible study. He has kept principles that would guide your choice and your decisions. The power of choice. Choice is powerful. Your decisions is one of the greatest gifts God has given to you is choice and decision. And in other words, we call it freedom. In another word, we call it freedom. But what we don't actually understand is that freedom is risky. One of the most dangerous things is freedom. Freedom. Freedom is risky. Freedom is risky. It has its own benefits. He has his own risk. So Adam had the choice to abstain and live or eat and die. So Adam had the choice to abstain of that tree and be alive or eat the tree and die. And he went ahead and made the choice of death. And Adam died. God gave man the power of choice. He knew man will fall. He knew. He knew. He knew. But he has tried to put God. That was why he gave out them laws, gave out them instructions, the do's and don'ts. So I've left you now. Go and decide what you will do with yourself. So there is nothing happening to you now that is 100% foreign. There was a choice you made where you are now. There is nothing happening to you now that is 100% foreign. There is a choice and the decision you made to be in what you are in now and where you are now. If God had withheld the power of choice from Adam, we would have blamed Adam. You see now, of all the things, Adam did not blame God that he ate the fruit. Adam did not blame God. But when you see that when he came to the woman, Adam blamed God. Because Adam did not have options on wife. Are you following me now? Of everything, the only blame Adam have is that it's the woman you gave to me that made me to sin. Adam knew, is somebody following me right now? adam knew there was no choice concerning wife it was only one you brought if i had seen two i would have said okay i will choose the black one over the fair one the fair one over the black one but you brought me only one i saw it and i said this is the bone of my bone i didn't see another one so i chose it's the woman you gave to me it was from that place god stopped choosing wife for people or husband it was from that scripture god stopped choosing wife or husband for people so you are free to marry who you like there are many women anywhere there are women in america there are women in america there are women in china women in africa you are free to make your choice so there is nothing anymore like this is the person you must marry if you don't marry this is your destiny partner if you don't marry this person you cannot get married again if you don't no there's nothing like that god removed that choice God took it off because he, he took he took away that, um, what is it called now? That command. Adam, okay, this is the only one. Because the first time I gave a man a wife, the man came back and blamed me. So right now, I'm going to leave options for you. And you see that, that the options are confusing us. So some ladies now have four guys in their hand. They don't even know who to choose. Some guys now have 13 ladies. It's, it's aggressive now that these, the days we are in now, you have guys doing everything to be fine. Some ladies are doing everything to be beautiful: Fishing fake hair, fake eyelash, fake bomb bomb, fake everything to be fine. Some guys are now guys are now doing a hair transplant. A guy that have bad hair now can do something and transplant the hair. Hair guy. My God, our generation. I don't know what to happen to the next generation. A guy will sit down to do hair transplant. Baba Sakura and live free. Do hair, Chamba, because some girls don't like bare hair just to catch the guests. So we are deceiving ourselves left and right. They have bought cream for enlargement. They have bought cream for tightening. So somebody's enlarging, another is tightening. Somebody's enlarging. So after this one tight, this one we go and enlarge and come and lose what they tight. This one tight, this one we enlarge, come and lose what they tight. So two people are just confusing themselves. Enlarging and losing. Enlarging and losing. Confusion everywhere. Because of choice. Because of choice because of choice so if god had withheld choice from adam adam would have blamed him and today we too would have been blaming god so every of our troubles we will blame god father you are the cause you are the cause can't you see so right now god left us with choice so that we can't blame him so you blame your choice and your decision which comes from you the only thing god did not leave adam to choice was wife he didn't leave him to choice. He had only one to choose from. And that one was what he used to hold God. And you see that God did not object. God did not object. God didn't. But Adam had, but you would have stayed alone. No, God didn't. God knew that he was guilty on that part. Consequences are outcome of our choices. Our consequences are outcome of our choices. Nobody wants to be poor but your decision and choices automatically decides for you nobody wants to be poor your decision and your choices will automatically make that choice for you nobody wants to go through certain things but our decision and our choices puts us in certain positions that that becomes our reality so if we can control our choice and decisions we can control the consequences hear me your choice is a seed plant it wisely your choice is a seed plant it wisely your choice is a seed plant it wisely can i get galatians 6 7 to 9 your choice is a seed Plant it wisely. What you don't want to see in your life tomorrow, don't do it today. What you don't want to see in your life tomorrow, don't start it now. What you don't want to see in your life tomorrow, don't start it now. What you want to see in your life tomorrow, start it now. Look at what he said. He said, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. For he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So everything you sow, including your choices and your decisions, is a seed that you will reap someday. You can't escape it. Where you are now is as a result of the seed you sowed yesterday of your choice. Where you will be tomorrow is as a result of the choices you are making now. It's as a result of the choices and the decisions you are making now. Show me two people: a man who is gathering the last money he just is he has, or the biggest money he just got and is buying a car, and another man. Who is taking the biggest money he has and buying the land? I will t- I will show you two men, one that will be broke tomorrow and one that will be rich tomorrow. I will show you. I will show you. Because that car in the next eight years, let's say that car was bought at $50,000. In the next eight years, that car is going to deflate in value to about $10,000. And that land is going to increase in value to about a 100 dollars or $150,000. So their choices automatically puts them in a class where one becomes poor and the other becomes rich. The choices. So everything you are doing now, Everything you are doing now is a prophecy for your life. Everything you are doing now is a prophecy for your life. Everything you did yesterday is happening to you right now. Everything. You married wrongly, you are feeling the pain now. You managed your finance wrongly, you are feeling the pain right now. If you, you, you are making the wrong marital choice now, you will feel the pain tomorrow. You are making the wrong financial choice now, you will feel the pain tomorrow. So of first now, we say, Pastor, pray for me. Things are hard financially. But can you look back five years ago? Can you look back 10 years ago? You had so much. You had so much. You had so much that you could have afforded to buy land. You could have afforded to keep some money in fixed deposits. You could have afforded to buy some businesses. But you didn't because you thought the money would keep coming like that. The money will keep coming. More money will multiply until this moment when everything began to disappear. It now looked like a movie to you. So now you are fighting generational curse, ancestral curse, family altar, and family demon. And the demons are saying, we are innocent right now. We are innocent. We are innocent. Leave us alone. We are innocent. Our choice is a prophecy. Your decisions are as important as your prayers. Like I said earlier, if you pray well and decide wrong, you will fail. If you pray well and decide wrong, you will fail. You will fail it is easier to make right decisions than correcting the consequence of wrong decision it is easier to make right decisions and choices than correcting the consequences of wrong decisions it is easier to make right decisions and choices than correcting the consequences of wrong decisions god gave man freedom and we must be careful of how we use it please let's be careful someone who is in love with sugar right now his taste god gave you the taste so that you'll be able to get his get his sweet taste as you are falling in love with the sugar You should also have a clear understanding that diabetes is not your friend. You must also have the understanding that there are consequences to the the thing that you are loving. God was the one that put the taste there. But he expects you to be able to make a good choice and know when to come into the balance. The reason there's going to be a judgment day is because of freedom of choice. right the main reason why there will be a judgment day is because of the freedom of choice if god did not give us choice to choose between heaven and hell jesus and satan he will not judge us all right if god didn't give us the choice to choose between heaven and hell jesus and satan He wouldn't have judged us, but He gave us the options. So, why would God send people to hell? Because people made stupid choices of rejecting the only way to life. People made stupid choices of rejecting the only true Son that came to die on their behalf. That is the reason why. Get me Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. So the next time somebody's going to ask you, if you say your God is a good God, why will listen send people to hell? Tell them your choice took you to hell, not God. So your choice will take you to heaven or take you to hell. Deuteronomy 13, 19. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. I hope somebody's grabbing something tonight. I hope you are grabbing something tonight. All right. Get me the scripture one more time, please. Repose the scripture. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have said before you death and blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that thou and thy seed may live. So I have put in front of you death, life, death, blessing and curse. All right? Life and death, blessing and curse. So my advice is not a falsehood. I'm advising you choose life, choose blessing, so that you may live. Eh, But I'm not living now, what choice did you make? But I'm not blessed, what choice did you make? So how do you make the choice? You go and look out for what gives life. How do you make the choice? You go and look out for what brings the blessing. Do them, that is the choice you are making. That is, A lot of us pray we don't make the right and wise decisions. You will fail. Oh, Father, bless me, bless me. After the prayer, sweated in hours, you go and make decisions of a curse. You will not be blessed. A lot of us pray, oh, life, life, life. We go and make decisions unto death. There's a funny story going on over the internet. A young lady, I think in Kumasi, A young lady who is dating, um, a man who is married, and the man shot the lady for cheating. Cheating, I don't understand. You are married, and you are dating a single lady, and you want commitment when you are not committed. You see how stupid a human being can be now. And I learned from um, one of the stories I saw today on the media is that the girl is supposed to leave uh, the US in two weeks. The girl is supposed to live for you within in two weeks. So now, let me, let's let take it this way, that there is something chasing the girl and the family that people don't travel abroad, that people don't um, succeed, people don't no disputing that fact, all right? There's an altar, there's a foundation, there's a family pattern, I agree. Now, was it the pattern that went to fall in love with the married man? No. Was it the pattern that made her to... N- n- so... When the patterns are there, they stir up appetites in you that will make you destroy yourself. I said to us on Friday during our meeting that the moment Satan knows you are escaping, what is about the trap is setting for you, he will use you to fight you. So the girl was to leave for America in two weeks. The girl was to... So what stopped her? Listen, if you are careful with your choices, eh? Listen, if you are careful with your choices and your decisions, even without prayer, certain things will work. Take it from me. If you are careful without, with your choice and your decision, even without prayer, certain things will work. A lot of us are too careless. We are too careless. So the girl is dead now in the grave, visa wasted. All the money put in that visa, Wasted. Wasted. The man will go to jail, be it 10 years, 20 years, or for life. Okay, but he is still alive. He can go for plea, get 20 years or 10 years. He will come back and continue, and the girl is gone and gone. So even if there is something chasing you, your choices and your decisions can deliver you out of it. Making firm choices and decisions can deliver you out of it. All right? One of the signs you know that a power is controlling your choice and your decision is the moment you discover that you keep getting drawn to something. You can't take off your heart from it. You know that alcohol is not good, but you can't explain why you can't stop You know that smoking is bad. But you can't explain why you can't just say, I'm done. You know that um, this relationship will not lead you to anything. You can't explain why you can't just take off your hands. At that moment, you've got to understand that there is something that is drawing you to your own destruction. There is something... That is drawing you to your own destruction, and you have to make choices and decisions to deliver yourself. The same way when the Holy Ghost also wants to set you up for a blessing, He begins to draw you. Listen, listen, there are signs when you there are things you begin to get signal of in the spirit. Just know that you are about to enter a new season. Suddenly, you begin to get the burden to give. Nobody preached about giving. Nobody spoke about giving. Maybe they even preach about it. But you begin to get the urge to give, 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 give. The moment they just talk about giving you, I ah, I've been looking for the opportunity. Just know, something is about to, a door has been opened. It season that have shifted in the spirit that you are about to enter into. Another thing, you begin to get the burden to pray. You begin to get the burden to pray. You begin to get, you begin, the more you pray, it looks like you have not even prayed. It means there is something that has broken forth in the spirit. You just need to enter into a new dimension. So you must learn to sense the signals and enter and jump into them. Suddenly, something begins to tell you you don't pray. Whenever you want to pray, you feel tired, you feel discouraged. Anytime you want to pray, something will go wrong. Anytime you want to pray, something will go wrong. Just know also that the devil is about to attack you or attack somebody around you. The devil is about to launch an attack against you or somebody around you. Anytime you try to do the right thing, you always see yourself. Something is making you do that. Just know the devil is out for you. Alright. Now listen to this very carefully. Let me stay on my topic so that I won't I won't go out. Are you still with me? The power of choices. The power of choices. Pay attention to this very well. <laughs> when God said these words to me. I got tired of myself. When you are a child, you look like your father and mother. But when you grow, you look like your choices and your decisions. When you are a child, you look like your father and mother. But when you grow, you look like your choices and your decisions. There is no child that has a broken heart. No child, no baby has a, has a heartbreak. The moment the child grows, by the reason of the kind of relationship you choose to get involved in, he begin to experience heartbreak. When you are a child, you will look like your father and your mother. Because they are the ones making the choices and the decisions for you. So you look like their choice. So any child you see that is poor, that child is is a product or a result of the father and the mother's decision. Any child you see that is poor, that child is a product of the choice and the decisions of the father and the mother. You are a father and mother here. I have a free advice for you. It's not part of my teaching, but please forgive me. I have a free advice for you. I don't care your age. Please, start planning pension. I don't care your age. Start planning retirement. Start planning what if you die. What will happen to the children. Don't tell me you are still young. Our God is. Our God can give us life. Don't tell me that. Plan your life. Plan your life. A lot of parents have left their children in disaster, particularly in this particular country I'm living in right now. Parents are dead, or father is dead, or mother is dead. Children are running a head scatter looking for money for funeral that father did not keep. I would advise any family whose father did not keep anything. Your father died, do funeral, no canopy. No canopy. No drink, no water, nothing. If you buy caskets, you did well. If you buy caskets, you did well. Get casket, put the person buried. Taking loan for funeral is the most foolish thing you would do. Taking loan for funeral is the most foolish thing. If you have the money yourself to do it, no problem, go ahead. But that a man lived 80 years. 70 years of his life. He didn't keep any money, no savings, no property, nothing. He now comes and dies, living children. Then the children now are now being forced to con- raise money, contribute money. Somebody had told me, Pastor, I need money. I need What's the problem? My father died and we need to save. So what are people contributing money for? For the funeral. They shared for me to the Langanans cities. I have to pay. Somebody was saying how they shared money for the daughter-in-law. The daughter in law. So the I don't even have to just let me let me stop. Is even annoying? Please, 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 make choices. You can't come and now leave this earth and leave bedding for your children. If you know you are not leaving anything, tell them. If you die, nobody should try to do anything. They should just put you in a coffin. Just put you in the ground, cry if they want to cry, cover it and go. It's gone. That's it. That is it. And also, of course, I don't like what I'm saying because you are Funera, You are five and six. The uh, fact, you are going for one now this weekend. I have contributed money. So what I'm saying, nice annoying you. I'm sorry. Continue. Okay? Continue. 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 When you are a child, you will look like your father or your mother. When you grow, you will look like your choices and your decision. What do we do to try to make the right choices? I'm going to give us just three and we pray. What do we do in trying to make the right How do we align ourselves to the right choices? Number one thing, you need the right counsel. You need the right counsel, the right advice. That Not just advice, the right one. Please, be very sure who is advising you has your best interest at heart. Anybody giving you advice on a matter, be very sure they have your best interest at heart. Some people can advise you out of destiny. Some people can advise you out of your blessing. Some people can advise you out of the place of God's settlement. Some people can advise you. I remember somebody came to me and said, oh, Pastor, did this, 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 this person, I want us to get married and this and that. I said, no, don't get married to this person. Look at the reasons, look at the reasons. She said, it's true. It's true. I said, look at what I'm seeing. Look at the physical reason. Oh, it's true. Thank you. She went another pastor. I said, ah, if you miss this one, you will never marry again in your life. said, it's true. I've been going through heartbreak. If you miss this one, you won't marry again. I said, it's true. She entered. So why did you come for my own choice, my own advice in the first place? Another one person came again. I said, pastor, look, I said, okay, marry this person. Look at the reasons look at the reasons he said it's true it's true it's true it 's true. he went to another pastor the pastor said, don't marry this person look at the reason look at the reason look at the reasons ah, your own is more true he told me say so I can't marry this person I laughed be sure that the person advising you have your best interest at heart be sure be very sure and if you choose to advise yourself, be sure that it's correct. Don't be wise in your own eyes. One thing that is difficult for me to do is advise people. Because I've discovered, I've discovered when people come to ask you for advice, they already have the answer. They are only coming to use you to add up to the answer they have to see if it suits them. Is what I've discovered. So the one of the hardest things for me to do now is to advise anybody is to advise anybody. People already have what they want to do in their hearts. They already know what they want to do. They know. They know. So they are just asking you to add up to what they have already received. So they now weigh the options. The one that is higher. Listen, multitude can be wrong. The one that is... So if four people have said one thing, then they are right. If only you said one thing, then you are wrong. Multitude can be wrong. Give me Proverbs 3 verse 7. 12 15 12, 13, verse seven 12 15 people they know what they want to do they know what they want to do if somebody will tell you I'm confused I don't know what to do Man of god tell me you will tell the person the person will do opposite what you said but you not asking you will tell you oh um, I have, I've checked I saw that this is my best choice really and you came to ask me no problem be not wise in your own in thy own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Seek counsel. rapture fifteen said, "The way of a fool can I get another version on this? Can I get another version on this? Quick, quick, quick! Twenty minutes. That should be done. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise." It's one of the ways to know a fool that fools are wise in their own eyes. Fools are wise in their own eyes. So nobody should tell a fool that is a fool by the reason of the way they think. Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. Not just others now, others who are correct, others who have your best interest at heart. Fools are headstrong and do what they like. Wise people take advice. Your life is in your hands by the reason of the choices and the decisions that you make. Your life is in your hands. Hear me now. That you made a wise choice yesterday does not guarantee you will make a wise choice today. That's one thing you should be sure of. That you made a wise choice yesterday does not guarantee that you will make a wise choice today. Take counsel don't trust yourself too much take counsel take counsel a lot of you listening to me right now while i was in in just listening to god in this teaching i could see the heart of a lot of people listening to me a lot of you are now at a a point of regret in your finances a lot of you are at a point of regret in your relationship ah why did i spend this money like this Why did I do this thing like this? Why did I borrow this person money? Why did I um, borrow this loan? Why did I do this? So now you are now at the point of pain and trouble. So if you are at the point, why did I even date this guy? Why did I let this guy go? I should have married that guy. Look at the guy now. you said no to. He's married to another girl, happy, has his wife and children, and they are living a good life, at a a life of regret. It's all forced down to choices. Regrets are better than choices regrets are better than choices so if you can make your choices well you have nothing to regret you make them wrongly you have a lot of things to regret don't forget what i said if you keep praying and keep making the wrong choices you will still have problem you still have problem On some issues, permit me, I could even say to you that your choices are stronger than your prayers. On some issues, because there are people out there who don't pray. But by their choices, they are getting success in certain areas of their life without prayer. But prayer will often help you 90% of the times to discern the wise and the right decisions. Prayer will. Prayer will. Prayer will. Prayer will. Please be careful who advise you. Make sure they have your good interest at heart. Because that person might be advising you out of their experience and their experience was their own, not for you now. Their experience was their own or God allowed their experience for a different reason but it will not work for you. It won't work for you. Proverbs 19, 2021. 20, One well, funny thing I've discovered that people, some people often give advice they don't use. Some persons would give you advice that they don't use. If it was me, ah, my wife talked, I will beat my wife. How will a woman tell me like that? Who is talking to you? Somebody that is not married. How can my wife just tell me, ah, me, eh, hey, I would have beat her. I would just punch her. The guy is not married. And you that is married, that, that you are telling, in you, you are pumping. See, it's true. Ha, a man, a far man like me, I would have just beat her. You are foolish. Somebody who does not, who, who has no, uh, who has no right to, He should marry first and beat the wife, then he can come and advise you. S- somebody went to somebody, I think it was a movie, went, and it happens in real life. Went to somebody and said, my marriage is in Christ. He said, what? Your husband can do that to you. If it's me, I will not. I will not. I will not feed him. I won't feed him. No more sex in this house. I will. I will fight him. I will do this. I will do that. I will. And the woman said, "Yes." Went back home. The woman began to do everything. Say, me. I cannot beg a man. I cannot do that. After telling the woman, the woman went back. Began to attack the husband. Began to do what the advice the friends gave her. And later she forgot something in the friend's house when she went back to pick it. The friend was kneeling down to beg their husband. The friend who told her that you can't kneel down for a man is kneeling down to beg their husband. Be careful who gives you advice. They might not be using the advice. They might not be using it. But because you refuse to be wise, they choose to give it to you. Proverbs 19, 20 and 21. Proverbs 19, 20 and 21. Can you repose for me? Hear counsel, receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in thy latter day, latter end. There are many devices in the man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord shall stand. So it is saying that in all the advice you receive, there is also the advice of God he said the heart of man there are many devices there are many counsels. many things want to push themselves through he said but if you will follow the counsel of god if you will follow the counsel of god then you will see things work out right for you it's it's a part of scripture that said that there there is a way that seemeth right unto a man but the end of it is destruction your choices make godly choices make godly decisions Make godly choices. Message said, take good counsel and accept correction. That the way is to live wisely. That's the way to live wisely and where. 21, we humans keep brainstorming options and plans, but God's purpose prevails. I pray for everyone here that the purpose of God will prevail in your life. In the name of Jesus. Get with Proverbs 11 verse 14. Proverbs 11 verse 14. Let's get out of this quick, quick, quick. Proverbs 11, verse 14. As you are saying, amen, start making the right choices. Hear me, everyone listening to me. Whatever situation you are in now, you feel stagnated, you feel certain things are not working, your way out is in choices and decisions. Your way out is in choices and decisions. I've never seen, in my little time of pastoring, I've never seen people who are under pressure, who are under pressure, who are impatient, like those who have made wrong choice in the past. They want everything to change overnight. Anyone who have made wrong choice, make the wrong decision, they are never patient with God. They are the ones that brought to the problem. They are the ones who want an overnight turnaround. They can't wait. They can't be patient. They can't pray and wait for answer. A guy who have made these wrong choices, wrong choices in a career path, who is now at the point where he's stagnant, is somebody who is praying now. Let's say he had opportunities for jobs, to travel abroad and mess all up. Is somebody at a point now who wants money at all costs, whether by ritual or by anything. He doesn't care, he wants money. A girl who has messed up opportunities for relationship for marriage is somebody who is praying man of oh god don't pray let any man just come i'm single is god not answering me again is god check 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 back that person had the point where he had handful of men five of them had to choose from and he just dude shakaradi 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 wasted every one of them wasted their time and they left so right now he can't even she can't even wait anymore for you to pray for one year before six months they will ask you, is God still alive? Did you kill him? Or are you planning to kill him? Are you planning to kill him? Our choices and our decisions. Please get my scripture for me again. Proverbs 11 verse 14. Without good direction, people lose their way. Okay, that's message version. Without good, there are some people lose their way. And the more wise counsel you follow, the better your chances. I think I like that message. The more wise counsel you follow, not just counsel, though, because the way KJV put it, I didn't like it. King James said, Where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. No i don't believe in the multitude of counselors no 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 what is killing some of you here and now listening to me people who are counseling you are too much what is destroying a lot of you now people who are advising you they are too plenty that is your problem too plenty one topic you have had advice from 50 people why how do you think you'll be wise so what is now your your scale of preference for which which side? Okay, multitude is multitude. Win the vote. You, you think you are doing a lesson? Choking with your destiny. Choking with your destiny. I have not more than two people on the maximum three that advise me on issues. Maximum, maximum three that advise me on issues. And I have to know who to go to. I know where. I don't start go- going around. Some of start from Google. After Googling it, how to choose the right man. Google will tell you, oh, choose a man that buys you shawarma. Choose a man that will bring you breakfast in bed. Choose a man that will bring you this. Okay, you now select it. You now go and tell your friend. And if you are my shoe, between John and between Peter, and between Paul and between um, Judas Iscariot, who will I choose? Uh, your friend will not tell you, choose Judas Iscariot because he has money. At least he can say Jesus and bring money for you. You're not going to ask another of your friend. Um, in between um, um, this and this and Mark, Matthew, and Peter, and John, who will I choose? Your friend will not tell you, oh, choose Mark because he can mark you you not carry and go and meet your mother hey, Mom, you, um I know that um you you have you have experience in marriage I have this thing eh, I want to choose you're not done you not carry to you confuse everybody and confuse yourself so right now you don't even know who to marry till now till now is it six months and you are still asking damn I'm sorry I'm sorry right Till now you are confused. You are confused. You don't know who to marry. So the guys are getting tired, making other choices, going out with other ladies who are giving them quick answers, and they are going already. So the next thing, Pastor, one guy is gone. Pastor, number two is gone. Pastor, pray, should come back. Pray. So now, the same people who they had, they could have made choice overnight. They will not, They don't have an answer after the guy is gone. He's the one I wanted. He's the one I wanted. Pray. I come and start disturbing me with prayer that does not have answer anymore? Charlie, be careful. It is not in the multitude of counsel. It is in the multitude of wise counsel. Wise counsel. Your safety is tied to wise counsel. Not just multitude of counsel. When too many people begin to advise you, you will get messed up. You will get confused. Of all the three people I have who can advise me majorly, I have one person. I have one person who this one there. If he says is this way, I know that he speaks to me by experience. He speaks to me by the mind of God. So he doesn't just talk to me by. Um, I'll just say my own. You're on your own. No, I know this one there. Love me to a point where he he has not no personal interest in this in advising me in that manner. He has nothing to lose or nothing to gain. So if he's telling me A is A, if he's telling me B is B, I know that he means it. I've seen people, it pains me, some people are not quick to descend. I've seen ladies who miss promising men, God's men for their life, because why? Their pastor said to them, forget this person. What is the reason? No reason. Some pastor will tell them, It is not the will of God. And the only reason behind it is because the pastor does not want them to leave the church. He knows if they they marry the guy, they will leave the church. So the pastor wants them to stay in the church. He will tell them that the guy is not the will of God or forget him. It will not be good for you. Can you give me a reason why he will not be good? Nothing. 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 I'm not saying you should disobey your pastor, no. But you should be able to discern when the voice of God. Listen, one of the best that can happen to you is to have somebody advising you without any prejudice. Anyone giving you genuine counsel without so much, that they, they are doing it out of love, not because there is something they want to gain out of it. all right, your safety is in the right counsel, not many counselors. Your safety is in the right counsel. There was, um, what is it called? A funny comment that was going right on Facebook for some, some weeks now, months, that a man went to see a marriage counselor, to settle him and the wife. why they got there, the marriage counsellor was beating the wife. The man and the wife went back to their house. So, counsellor needs counselling. Counsellor now needs counselling. Counsellor needs counselling. I'm sorry... If you are a single lady here and all your counsel comes from social media, I'm sorry, half of your brain has been lost. If you are a single lady here, all your counsel comes from social media, half of your brain has been destroyed. You are a married woman here, your advice, the advice you use to run your marriage, is from social media. All your brain concerning marriage has been destroyed. Today we have a lot of marriage counselors on Facebook who are not married. There's one popular one in Nigeria called Something CEO. Divorce. Dating men randomly is the one who does live video to advise women how to get married. And you will now sit down and some of you, I, I go to your pages. Ooh. Yeah, I go to your pages, your Facebook pages. I check the kind of things you share. Yeah, some of you, I, I, I go to your page. I check the kind of things you share to know how you think. I can read your thoughts from your social media. Some of you, I watch your, your WhatsApp status, the kind of things you post. I know the kind of person you are. I know the kind of person you are. So I know I'm careful how to advise you. I become careful how to talk to you. But the kind of things you share on your wall, but the kind of, there's nothing like it's a mistake. No. You see, most of you don't understand how psychological you are. Now, let me give you an example. Let me give you an example now. Let me give you an example. If you go to Google and Google a lot about, let's say, cars. You go to Tonantum, Google a lot, um, check about cars. When you go to your Facebook, your Instagram, the advert you will be seeing will be advert on cars. All right? The advert you begin to see will be about cars. You go and Google about houses, lands. The advert you begin to see is advert on lands and houses. Now, let me tell you what happens. There is something called Internet Footprint there is something called internet footprint that is why every of your website and your phone are logged the when with the with, with the search every of your internet every phone now the iPhones you have the iOS all right that they used to um, whatever lock it or control it the android now all of them works through google so your google is interconnected with your google chrome with your phone with everything so they they have created something that traces where you go so it helps them to sell your contacts to companies who want to do advert. Okay, this person in the past 30 days have been searching much on sex toys. So you that want to do advert on sex toys, we can add this person to you. So suddenly you read something about sex toy. You now open your Facebook. You began to see things that look pornographic. It is your advert, your chat, your comments. in fact, even down to your chats, your your chat in your messenger is also helps in deciding what they show you as advert your chat your chat your chat is only private to only you think it's only private to you and who you are chatting with no the company that owns the social media it is not private to them there's this algorithm that they use to read through all the things you do so that is how it works it comes from your mind through your social media, we can read how you think, how you behave. Somebody who goes to share a post that you, um, how a man beats their wife because their wife did not cook, because the wife did this, that man is a woman beater without saying it somebody who shares a post on how you should not read a, ma- a woman the husband did this and the woman now poured the husband hot water and this thing without you saying further words we can read what you will do to your husband one day what you will do to your husband one day a young man was getting married to a lady they have set marriage date and all of that and one day he was browsing through facebook and he saw a comment where the wife to be had commented that if my husband try this thing while he's sleeping, I'll just stab him in the chest. Something I said about something, a man did something to the wife. Say, if my husband try it, I'll just wait for him to sleep. I will stab him in the chest. Let him die. Why will he do that to me? And the husband to be saw it, called off the wedding. No, now it's just Facebook ranting. We are just ranting. Say, sorry, me, I don't rant. I don't rant. Out of the abundance of the heart. The man speak. The lady cried and called family. The guy said, over his dead body. And the guy made the right choice. I would have done the same thing. I would have done the same thing. I would have done the same thing. Once you are careful with your choices, you will escape a lot of problems in your life. The moment you are careful with your choices, you will escape a lot of problems. Financial problems, marital problems. Career problem, you will escape a lot of problems. Your decisions yesterday is showing in your life today, and your decisions today will show in your life tomorrow. So, what you don't want to see in your life tomorrow, don't put it today. Don't put it today. Don't put it today. Number two, number two thing that helps you make ra- right and wise choices. Is wisdom. The second thing that helps you make right and wise choices is wisdom. 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 Proverbs 10 verse 8, Proverbs 16, 16. James 3 verse 7. Wisdom. Not just the wisdom of this world but the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God. Some people are wise, but their wisdom is not godly. So the wise at heart will perceive commandment, but a prating fool shall fall. The wise shall receive commandment, a prating fool shall fall. So downfall and foolishness are interconnected. Downfall and foolishness are interconnected. And wisdom and lifting are also interconnected. Proverbs sixteen, sixteen. 16, 16, How much better is it to get wisdom than good and to get understanding rather to be choosing than silver? So this scripture struck something in me. When I read this scripture, something struck, struck in me. It said wisdom is much better than good. Now, let's talk about good. Gold is expensive. Alright? That means wisdom is not cheap. So everybody cannot be wise. Gold is not cheap. Wisdom is expensive. Because the Bible said wisdom is much better than gold. So as expensive as gold is, it is saying that wisdom is more better. So wisdom is more expensive than gold. That's why everybody is not wise. Everybody cannot even have good. Wisdom is gold is scarce. Wisdom is scarce. You have to dig deep to be able to get out good. The same way you need to dig deeper to be able to get out wisdom. So everybody can be wise. Because wisdom is more, much better than good. It's much better than good. Your wisdom shows in your decision. You don't tell me you are wise, you act it. You don't tell me you are wise. You act it. Your wisdom shows in your decision. The way you behave we know if you are wise or not. Solomon showed his wisdom after God blessed him with wisdom. 1 Kings chapter 3, when they brought the two halots, that their child, one child died, and how he handled the case, everybody said, This man is a wise man. You don't tell me you are wise, it shows in your decisions. So when you keep making foolish decisions, don't try to compete with anybody that you are wise. Don't try to compete with anybody that you are wise. Listen, we are not just doing this teaching tonight by the help of God, just for us to talk. I want you to look within yourself. Look into your life. Look into your heart. Look into your finance. Look into your relationship. Look into your health. What do you need to change? What do you need to fix What do you need to readjust? You need to start making the right and wise decisions. You can come out of that depth now. You can fix that marriage now. You can fix that issue about your career now. Start making the wise and the right decisions. Start making the wise and the right decisions. You are a young lady now. You are dating a guy that beats you once every month. If the guy does not beat you, he will not be fine. And you are praying that God should change him. It is your brain that needs changing. You need to reset your brain. Take out the battery, take it to the saloon, and do washing and setting. That is what you need right now. You have to do washing and setting and put your brain in the dryer so that your brain will get dried. That's what you need somebody is beating you if he doesn't beat you and those guys that beat ladies 90 percent they are very loving and caring yeah 90 percent they are very loving and caring they will come and say oh oh sorry we need to start crying listen anybody that can beat you is not loving and caring it is very it is a very foolish thing to say He, he beats me but he loves me and he's caring Anybody who can beat you is not loving and caring. All right. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love endures. They are manipulative, they are not loving and caring. They will kneel down and cry. So if you are you are dating, if you are here dating such person, may God deliver you in Jesus' name. You are here tonight in such kind of relationship. May God deliver you. Somebody will beat you and be crying cry i'm sorry i'm sorry you know i love you 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 and so they were very very dangerous and some ladies think that is what love is so you do the guy can come and kneel at your workplace Come and kneel at your workplace. Came to the house. You lock the door. He will come and kneel at your workplace so that you see that I can kneel in public for you. That means that um, I I can do anything. Kneel at your workplace. And all that the guy will cry. The guy will do this, and then you you need help. I don't blame the guys. The lady that needs help. The lady that needs help. There's a lady that needs help. She's not wise. She's not wise. Please don't fall for idiotic characters decide your life save yourself while you can save yourself while you can by the time you enter problem god forbid the time you will be wise enough to start running you already have children the time you will not be wise enough to start running you already have children so now you are running with children burdens are now on you caring for two children one child, three children, the man is nowhere to be found. The man cannot even support. A lady called me one day, was calling me. Um, the, My baby father, my baby father is not um, is not sending money. It's not this. He refused to support the child. I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you are a lady here, please, being a baby mama is not a testimony. Please. I'm saying it with all humility and sincerity. Please, it's not a testimony. I don't know where you guys got this thing from. And let me just I can just get pregnant. Let the guy have to now come and contribute and support. What is wrong with you? And the girl was talking with all confidence. Pastor, it's not I pray for pray. It's not sending money. I said, What are you saying? Is he married to you? He said, no. Said, so what is now the commitment? Eh, he gave me, he pregnanted me. He's the father of the child. He has to take care of his child. I said, the child is who to you? He said, it's my child. The child is who to him? Is his child. So why can't you care for your own child? And for pastor, am I the only one that owns the child? You are, he has now abandoned you now. He has abandoned you. Since you were not wise enough to decide not to get pregnant, he has now abandoned you. So what are you expecting? You see a lot of people are everywhere praying that a man should send child support. Everywhere praying. He has abandoned you. If I'm not saying you should go and get pregnant too. But even if you choose to get pregnant, can't you look where? Can't you look, look for somebody responsible and a family that is responsible, that the family crack and even welcome you? The, boy, the boy's mother does not want to see you. The boy's father does not have a say. The sister hates you. The boy does not want to he won't talk to you. So right now, there's a lady who was working, working somewhere in a hole, doing well for herself, suddenly got pregnant for a guy, so she lost her job, stayed in the house for all along, gave birth. Now she's at home. The parents does not have a dime. She was the one even feeding the parents. The parents had nothing. So you see, Patton came back by the reason of choice and decision. The parents had nothing. So now she's with the parents and the child, saying that the boy refused to send support for the child. I said, your problem now is not just the child, though. You now you are hungry, so you want them to send support for their child so that you can use their money to feed yourself. He said, for me too, I will how we eat. And I said, this is where you had a job. You were living where you carried yourself into it. And he said, he loved me. If somebody say he loved me, it doesn't mean you should drink poison. Oh, I love you. Drink poison. You will drink. Please, I'm not trying to judge anyone. But please, can we start making right decisions? Can we start making right decisions? If you are single, you have a job, you are alone, you can cater for yourself. Focus on it. Trust God for a good relationship. Trust God for a good you met a guy that's telling you if you don't get pregnant, we can't get married. And you are succumbing to that. Are you serious? A Christian? Somebody, I didn't reply to the person. T now, eh, pastor. Um, my fiancee is telling me I should get pregnant before we get married. I didn't answer her. T now, I didn't reply her. I didn't reply to you. I didn't reply. If you say no, she will say that you don't you don't care. Can't you see I'm getting younger? What if he leaves me? If you say yes, he will say, look at the kind of advice a man of God is giving to me. So what should they tell you? What should they tell you? What you have been doing since? You are not coming to ask for advice. The one you have been doing behind, did you ask me for advice? They're not coming. They want me to get pregnant. Should they tell me? Charlie, be careful. Please, please, I'm not judging anyone, but let's be careful the kind of problems we put ourselves in. All right? Let's be, let's be careful the kind of problem we put ourselves in. But our choice and decisions, we enter. A lot of, some people are struggling financially now to care for children. When I mean struggling, struggling to care for children. Children don't even have good food because the idiot guy that impregnated them has run away. Has run away. Somebody was talking to me. This guy he doesn't want to care for me. He doesn't want to care for me. I said, I'm seeing this guy have another child. He said, uh, actually, he has children with three other women. I said, who is the third one? He said, she. I said, you are looking for care. Were you aware before? Eh. He told me he has changed. I was aware. But he told me he has changed. I said, OK. No problem. Call me later. She ended the call. I gave her time to call. I gave her a good time. She ended the call. When she called T now I've not picked the call. I don't have time to waste for fools now. Let me focus on people that are wise and counsel them. Because you are a fool. You knew that you already have children with two other women. And the two are fighting for care. And you now enter. You said he told you you have changed. Continue. The Lord is your strength. Please... Please, your wisdom shows in your decisions. How wise you are shows in the choices you make. Wise people are not arrogant. They are humble. Can I get Proverbs 11 verse 2? Wise people are not arrogant. They are humble. They are humble. I think I'm going to stop in this point. Let's pray. Wise people are not arrogant wise people are humble people don't forget what I said when you are a child you will look like your mother and father the moment you grow you will look like your choices when pride comments then comments shame but with the lowly is wisdom can I get another version for this please when pride comments then shame will follow but those who are lowly those who are humble they say pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. So once you are proud and arrogant, shame and disgrace is what follows. But with the hum- the humble, wisdom comes. The stock up falls flat on their face, but wise down to but down to earth people stand firm. Alright. Wisdom is a spirit. Give me. Isaiah 11, verse 2. Wisdom is a spirit. Wisdom is not... That's why I said to you earlier. Don't just go for wisdom. Go for God's kind of wisdom. The wisdom of God. The other, other kind of wisdom are man knowledge. But there is a wisdom that is spiritual. Look at what he said. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. So wisdom... In this kingdom, it is a spirit. Wisdom is a spirit. You can get books to get wisdom. You can do other things to get wisdom. But there is a kind of wisdom you can't get. It is a spirit that if it does not enter you, you can't be wise. You can't be wise. You can't be wise. All you have is head knowledge. Head knowledge. Head knowledge. Head knowledge. And please, the moment you discover that you are you don't have wisdom please borrow borrow somebody's head i'm sorry to say to say this the moment you discover you are not wise borrow wisdom don't be ashamed all right there are times i come to my admin i know that in this area i need i need advice i need to get to fetch out wisdom i put it and say okay what do we do about this and by the time they add, 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 from the things they are saying, I'm picking out what I'm looking for. There are times, I tell my wife, I say, what do we do about this issue? My wife will say, okay, we'll do this. I pick out my... Please, don't, don't kill yourself in pride. Borrow wisdom. You know you don't have wisdom right now or particular concerning an issue. Borrow wisdom so that your life will not be destroyed. You want to be useful. And this one thing, well, let's say, everyone gets a mentor in every area of your life. One of the things mentorship does for you is not just prayer, it's not prophecy, but borrows you wisdom. Borrows you wisdom. Learn somebody's brain and use it to build your life until you can depend on your own brain. Lend somebody's brain and use it to build your life until you can depend on your own brain. Borrow wisdom. Borrow wisdom. What are the sources of wisdom? Two scriptures and we pray. James 1 verse 5, Proverbs 6 verse 2. James 1, 5, Proverbs 6, verse 2. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. So you get wisdom by praying. Father, I want wisdom. Lord, give me wisdom. Lord, I want to be wise. You get wisdom by praying, asking God for it in the place of prayer. Solomon did it. He asked God for wisdom. So look at it now. Solomon gave God a thousand-bought offering. When God said, Solomon did not say, "Um, I want a wife, I want this. All right? So it simply means that you can become wise, even some sacrifice you are giving should not only be God, give me a car, give me a house. Some sacrifice you are giving should be, Father, I want to receive wisdom. All right. Some sacrifice you are giving should be Father. I'm sowing this seed for wisdom. Are you getting it? I'm giving this seed. Listen, I'm Sapi, I'm Sapi Sejoa. I am, I get attracted to knowledge. The moment I sense wisdom, the moment I as I sense knowledge, I just fall in love with that person. The moment I sense wisdom in the person, oh my God, oh my god, I just fall in love with that person. Prayer, prayer would bring you wisdom. Asking for it. Asking for it. Asking for it. Give me Proverbs. 1533. Let's take two more scriptures and let's go. Proverbs 20, 15, verse 33. Oh, Yabakatis Kevelatisis. Thank you, Lord. A fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and before honor, is humility so this scripture is saying one of the ways to get wisdom is to fear god all right one of the ways to get wisdom is to fear god what does it mean to fear god don't do things god will not approve all right avoiding the things that will offend god is wisdom that is what he's saying anything you know that will offend god you say avoid it that is wisdom Do what God would do, avoid what God would avoid. Do what God would do, avoid what God would want you to avoid. That is the source of wisdom, fearing God, fearing God, fearing God, fearing God. The fear of God, fear of God, the fear of God another source of wisdom is knowledge another source of wisdom is knowledge Isaiah 33 verse 6 Isaiah 33 verse 6 thank you precious father It says, And wisdom and knowledge shall be, get me the last scripture. This is the Ogakwata-kwata of them all. Proverbs 13, verse 20. Proverbs 13, verse 20. That's my last scripture. And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times and strength of salvation for the fear of the Lord is his treasure. Knowledge gives you wisdom. Read books. Buy books. Read books. Listen to messages. A lot of you, you, I know you pray. I know you pray, but you don't. the, the more you pray, the more your, your brain, there's nothing in your brain that you are using to back up prayer. I know you pray. Read books, please. Buy books. Buy books on purpose. Buy books on psychology. Buy books on finance. Buy books on marriage. Get wisdom. Prayer will not do everything for you. Hosea 4 verse six my people perish, not for lack of prayer, lack of knowledge. Get books, please. Buy books, oh, Christians. Christians, buy books and read. We don't read. One of the source of wisdom is knowledge. Buy books. Read. 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 Read, oh, read. Read. We have too many spiritual giants who are daft. We have too many spiritual giants who are daft. I've seen people by the spirit, giant. I've seen the kind, of, I the kind of anointing they have carried by a lot of prayer and impartation. But when they talk, they are confused. And I'm like, how can somebody be so heavy like this, so mighty like this, and yet confused? All I can say is lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. They are not informed. And we check them. They attend prophetic meetings, prayer meeting more than teaching services. Do a program now, say you are doing teaching, you won't see them. But just announce prayer meeting. Ah yeah. They will be the first day. No problem. So when you are done, you will come back to knowledge. When you are done with prophecy, you will come back to knowledge. When you are done with all this prophetic direction, you will come back to knowledge jeremiah god had to say that i'm going to give you a pastor after my heart that will teach you with the word so the first assignment of a man of god is not to prophesy the first assignment of a man of god is not to do deliverance the first assignment of the man of god is to feed you with the word so one of the signs that you know a man of god that is from god to you is a man that teaches you the word that's what bible said so i will give you a pastor after my heart that will feed you with the word. That will feed you with the word. So we have too many powerful believers in prayer that are bankrupt intellectually. So their bank account is broke but their spiritual life is full. Their marital life is getting destroyed. Marriage is being destroyed because there is no mentality, no intellectualism for marriage, but they have intellect for prayer. So they are praying about marriage that needs to be treated by wisdom. They are praying about marriage that is treated by wisdom. Please give me my last scripture again. Repose my last scripture. Can I get another version of that scripture? Can I get my last scripture, please? The source of wisdom. It said, He that walk with the wise shall be wise but the companions of a fully fools shall be destroyed so the last source of wisdom from my teaching is being around wise people some of you are making your choices based on your friends what your friend think what your friend say some of you would have been in america or europe by now your friend told you forget about visa let's just stay in nigeria Let's just stay in Ghana. Some of you would have been in Ghana now. Your friend told you, let's go to Dubai. Let's go to this thing. There's work there. And you took the step. Now you are regretting. Because somebody did. Not because you are convinced. Not because it's what God is saying. Friends. Message was answered. Become wise by walking with the wise. Hang out with fools. Watch your life fall to pieces. So who are you working with? Who are you working with? Who are you working with? Among your colleagues, have you discovered the wise ones? Who which of them do you relate with? Have you discovered the foolish ones? Who are you avoiding? NLT said, Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. So if you are always getting into trouble, it's possible you don't need prayer. Yes, even at your workplace. Pastor, they're always accusing me. There is possibility you don't need prayer. There could be chances that you are relating with fools. That is the problem. Some of you now, the challenge you are going through at work, what is happening is you are a friend with somebody who is an enemy to your boss. How do you expect to be at peace? Your senior, your best friend is an enemy to your senior and both of you come to work together, go home together. What, why do you think your senior will not assume that when both of you were coming, we did not discuss her? When both of you were going, he did not discuss her. So when you laugh, he will say you are laughing at based on what both of you have discussed. When you are whispering, he said you are whispering against me based on. So you must be wise. Don't, listen, never buy people's enemy. Be careful. You might not buy it by saying words or anything, but by the reason of the atmosphere, the environment you keep, people you talk to, people you laugh with, you can buy enemies. BBE said, "Go with wise men." And be wise but he who keeps company with the fool will be broken gnt keep company with the wise and you become wise if you make friends with stupid people you will be ruined cb Walk with the wise people and become wise befriend fools and get in trouble god's word whoever works with wise people will be wise but whoever associates with fools we suffer. So there are things that we are doing in our life that does not need prayer. We just need to start making wise choices and decisions. And I hope that with this viewpoint of mine, I have been able to convince you and not to convince you that there is power in choices and decisions. And you should start making wise and right choices to so, help readjust your life please as much as you pray your choices and your decisions matters a lot to pray is a choice not to pray is a choice you de- you decide the one that will work for you tomorrow where you are today is not at a result of the prayer you are praying now all right where you are today is as a result of the prayers that you prayed yesterday Where you will be tomorrow is as a result of the prayers you are praying now. So you decide whether you want your life to be better tomorrow. Decide if you will pray. Going to heaven or going to hell is your choice. Having a good marriage or not is your choice. I don't care about what is in the family. There's family altar that fight marriage. You can make good decisions by the help of God and you will not fall into the same mistake. Yes, you can make... The problem is this. You are not liking somebody like your father. You know your father did not treat your mother well. Now you are making choice and you want a man like your father. You want a man like your father. To go to school and not to go to school is your choice. But tomorrow, when you now go to bank to go and pay money in your account, you are telling somebody to spend $15,000 for you. Huh? To go to school and not to go is your choice. You now go to bank to deposit your own money, your own account to. And um, Charlie, Mipacho, um, help me spare $15,000 for your own money, you you can't even write fifty thousand in words now, okay? Your own choice. Having a lot of children, having a few children is a choice. By the time you now have the ones you cannot cater for, and children are everywhere, like we are chicken is laying egg, and there is problem. You can't feed them, and now you are almost thinking of suicide. Is your own choice. So please, we're going to pray. While you pray, understand that prayer won't do everything for you. Make the right and the wise choices. All I'm saying is be deliberate in your choice. Think about it. Think about it. Plan about it. Pray about it. Ask those who have your best interests at heart, those who are knowledgeable, those who are experienced, those who can hear God in the area. Of the decision you want to make take your time take your time and you see your life become better we're praying we're praying I hope somebody has learned something I'm sure someone has learned something if you have a question you can go ahead and drop it we're praying already, our time is already out we're praying, what is the first prayer we are taking right now We are praying, we are asking God our Father, by your mercy, by your mercy, deliver me from wrong choices. By your mercy, deliver me from wrong choices and decisions. By your mercy. So where the next level of your life is tied to your choices. The next level of your life is tied to your choices, is tied to your decisions. While you are doing, if you already find yourself in a one as you pray, Allow the Holy Ghost to give you wisdom on what to do to come out of it. Deliver me, Lord, by your mercy. Deliver me from making wrong choices and decisions. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, as I pray right now, Lord, deliver me from making wrong choices and wrong decisions. In the mighty name of Jesus, go ahead and pray right now. Go ahead and pray right now. Ja oh father deliver us from foolish choices lord deliver us lord from foolish choices deliver us lord from wrong choices whatever to anything that manipulates us to repeatedly make wrong choices and decisions show us mercy deliver us right now go ahead and pray go ahead and pray by your mercy lord deliver me from wrong choices deliver me lord from wrong choices Deliver me, Lord, from God- wrong choices. Deliver me, Lord, by your mercy. Deliver me, Lord, deliver me, Lord. Make sure you pray. Don't just say words that you don't mean. Make sure you mean what you were saying so that you can cause a change. Deliver me, Lord. Vonde be cosa tavali ya o yapatas eli kronon shabakande de krahasis, o rabata shpile keton Valadasis. e le pereso tavalande ketis eli krono shadiva la gadavasis eri kombata che virakatu ya vahasis deliver me lord in jesus mighty name i pray All right, if you have not followed the page, follow the page. We're going to restart in a moment and continue our prayers. But I want to take Grandma Sophie's question very quickly. He said I should deliberate why, why Adam did not reject the decisions and the choice that Eve brought. The reason is because God left him to make his choice. Adam was not experienced. Adam was a grown man at once. Adam had not made mistakes, all right? Adam had nobody who taught him. Adam had not made mistakes. God expected Adam to always come to him and ask things, okay? That was why God always come in the cool of the evening. But Adam didn't go to God to ask. God, you told me I should not eat this thing, no. My wife has eaten it. What do we do? Adam just followed Eve, all right? So because of the power of choice, that was why Adam did what he did. He was not matured. One his choice. Number two, there was no maturity. Adam was just a full man. That was why when God brought the second Adam, which was Jesus, he did not bring him as a full man. He had to bring him as a baby, born by a father and a mother. He went through suffering, went through everything, he grew up. So he grew with experience. You could see that his wisdom and approach to life was different. So Adam was left with his choice. Number two, was that Adam was not experienced? It was not experienced. Number three, he did not inquire from God. This is the reason why Adam made the mistake that he made. I hope that helps. All right. So we're praying our second prayer at the moment. Follow the page.